Hi, this is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guest are now responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statements said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com. One, two, one, two. Thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Today is March 27, 2022. Welcome to the What The Heck Show. Of course, we have here Jamie Holligan. What's up, Jamie? All right. How you doing, bro? That's right. If you want to join us on the Zoom, you can go to the uh, Union Power page. Go ahead, Jamie. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, how you doing? Good, good. I, I, I mean, I got a lot of questions to ask you because you've been busy all morning. So, uh, uh, Tony Rosario is not with us today because he's away in Chicago. Have no idea what he's doing over there, but I think he's doing something with TDU, uh, whatever the case. But you know, we have Jamie. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, Dean. I think Dean went to work, or they called him into work, or whatever. Whatever. Uh, maybe he's work. Maybe his schedule work today. But this is what it is today. Today we're going to talk about the swearing in of the IBT president now, Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman. And you heard it in the beginning of the show that uh, I played the, the swearing in, if you, in case you'd missed it. Uh, I will be playing it again because uh, I also played Ron Carey uh, when he was giving his speech. And it's very encouraging, encouraged to listen to Ron Carey. And That's the, a what, good speech. Listen to me. In the six-minute part when he says... Teamsters are only doing it to themselves. They don't, you know, they throw away the the Teamster magazine. They don't vote. They, you know, they pay the union dues and they want, you know, they want to be 
uh, uh, said that the teamsters, but they're really not teamsters. You know, that's what he ki- kind of said. You know, you're a teamster. If you're a teamster, you're going to be a teamster for 100%, not 50% of of, of the brotherhood. Right. You know, you got to get involved. And, and that's the problem in the teamsters right now of getting involved. We got to get everybody to vote, to to read those uh, teamster newsletters. The reason, what do you think, that the teamsters send those newsletters just because they want to and is politic? No. They're sending you that to get involved and to get informed of what's going on throughout the IBT section. Now, uh, also, we're going to be talking about Vinnie Perone being the package, uh, the small package division for the East Coast. And that's that's causing a lot of trouble. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the company is, is really... Ugh. The, the, com- the, the company is really, 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 really uh, going crazy right now. I think I have to uh, I think the Facebook uh, took me off because of uh, the music. But whatever, I'm going to go back on it now to the Facebook page on Union Power Radio page. So uh, hold on a second. Here we go. Because once you, you put the music on, you know, the rights. But I put down that I, I have no rights for that music so let me see if i could put it back on anyway so uh yeah so the companies right now are biting their teeth and biting their tongue with vinnie perone being the small package for the east coast now there's four there's four uh east coasts i mean it's there's four, four uh small small package directors that's correct so you have the West Coast. I don't know the name. You know Rosario. You know he he he's into that shit. You know he knows everybody's fucking goddamn name. Uh, he's into that, and he knows the West Coast, the Central, and the South. And then you have Vinny Perone in the East. And right now he just uh, authorized. Uh, I believe he just authorized a uh, the safety pulling committee. The, yeah, the pa- pulling committee. the safety committee. And since, you know, he's the small package division uh, director, he has the right to pull the safety committee. And you know what? At, when we were doing it, when we was in Local 804, when we wanted to get the safety committee pulled just to put pressure on the company of how what they're doing and how they're doing, Dennis Taylor always said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, that was just like, you know, they working with the company. But now you have Vinnie Perone that says, fuck it. Pull him. <laughs> and not only that, he, he didn't pull one local. He pulled the whole pulled New the whole England. Piece. The whole yeah. New England Safety Committee, which is... That's the way you got to do it, man. You got to put pressure. And listen, he got massive <laughs> phone calls from the company of saying how he has the right to do that. Yes, he does have the right to do that. He is the... You uh, loving it, Hector. Huh? You loving this. I love it, of course. I can't wait till he pulls our fucking local, man. What the fuck? Because I like the fact that we can we can pull see back then with Hoffa in the IBT, you know, we was always, you know, telling him what we want to get done. And um and he was always saying, nah, let's give him a let's give him fuck the comp the company is gonna be doing what they're gonna do. So we have the balls now. To, uh, to to tell the company, go fuck yourself, and there's no more deals now. Now there's no more deals with the company. There's no more officers. You know what I'm mm. saying? So we're going to get more into the IBT today. Whoa, we got Joe Doherty here. What's going on? I guess he's uh, substituting for uh, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You're always welcome, Joe. 
All right. So What's going uh, on, we have a lot of things going on in the local. We have this woman uh, conference, the second part of it. And we just started today from, uh, I guess, from the, a decade ago than when you used to do it. I don't know if you was involved uh, the last time, there. but you were there today. It's, a, yeah. it's it's the breakfast is a breakfast club for the part timers. So explain to me. So remember to understand what is the breakfast club. And how can they get into and get involved in that breakfast club? Well, well, whenever they have a, a, a educational conference, all they have to do is come and. Well, today it was at the Union Hall. There was a lot of people from different buildings, so that was that was good. Um, all they got to do is just come and come to the building or come to the conference and that's it. There's nothing else to do. There's no joining or anything. As long as you're a part of 804, you're already in there. So just come and you can get education. We can all speak to each other and learn about different things. And now they're going to be coming up with another another class for the contract to find out what what they think should be added or what they want or what they want deleted from the contract to give insights about the part-timers. You know, so that's that was it was pretty good this morning. It was a lot of people, though. It was pretty good. Well, that's what that's what uh, Vinny promised that he's going to educate lo the local. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a busy guy. I mean, he has three job titles now. Uh, right. He has the president of the local 804. He he, you know, everybody's coming up to me. Oh, what what? Why he's going to be doing that? He's not going to pay attention to the local. No, and listen to me very carefully. He's a trustee, and he only goes up to uh, Washington for the trustee four times a year to uh, do, you know, the trustee stuff. And uh, he's still the president of Local 804. He's going to continue being the president of Local 804. Not only he's the president now, and not only he's a trustee for the IBT, sworn in trustee for the IBT, he's also now appointed by Sean O'Brien to be the small package director. And if guys don't know what a small package director is, that's power. Believe yeah. me, that's a lot of power when it comes down to our contract in 2023. And we and he has it. And and you could say we have it in Local 804 and all the locals in the East Coast because you have a a guy that don't give a fuck. And he he's going to let them know straight up, listen, this is what the members want. This is what the members put me here to do. And this is what I want to do. And you have to... Work with me because if the if you don't make my members happy and and this is Vinny's insane all the time, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable like you make the members uncomfortable. Wow! So Good. he's always like that. So he's gonna he's gonna be uh, into that contract in 2023. Uh, part timers are gonna have a big say in that contract because this this should be their contract because you know. Previous... Well, they have to get involved. Exactly. They have to get involved. Exactly. That's the main thing. As you said earlier, you sent out the newsletter for them to read. You got the contract book for them to read. You got plenty of things. You got the Union Power Radio Show. You got different things about communication. They have to get involved. Whether part-time or full-time, everyone has to get involved. Can't wait till after the contract is done. And then you want to say, oh, this is... no, you're here now. Get involved. Exactly. And, you know, and and Sean O'Brien, I had three things that I, I needed him to convince me that he's going to follow through on things. The first thing was that if he was going to keep TDU involved in when he gets into office, he accomplished that. He got TDU is heavily involved with him. He's got TDU involved with that. The second thing he did 
that I wanted to see if he did it or not to put Ron Carey's picture back up on the wall. He did it. He did that. He did it. That's the second thing. Now, my third thing, it will be at the contract, which is getting rid of that 22-4 language. That could be my third thing. And he's, I mean, he's good because he's he's moving to the to the way that he said he was going to move. He promised that he's going to do these things, and you can see that he's keeping his promise. And I want everyone to know that, that he, I'm following him everywhere he does everything because I want to make sure whatever he promised on the campaign that he follows through. And right now he's uh, two for three on, on, my, you know, on my list. You know, I'm sure there's other lists out there that people, you know, saying, let me see what he does or whatever the case may be. Uh, on my list, on my, uh, you know, two out of three is going good. I, 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 I'm I, glad that he's uh, following through and he ain't bullshitting because Ron Carey's picture should have been up there. They had it in storage. That's the original painting when he first wow. took office. Sorry. When Hopper took over, he took it down. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, that was my phone. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's a good thing, and it's gonna be a a great thing now moving forward with the contract. What's going on here? Okay. All right. So, uh, what's up, Joe? What's going on with you, bro? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Sorry, I missed your St. Patty's Day uh, episode. I had my baby shower, so. Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. Congratulations again, again and again and again. Huh? This, that's that your that's your last one or what? This is yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, let me say. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So, with the, with the whole um, with the whole Ron Kerry's um picture going back up in the in the IBT hall, I saw I saw a lot of people online were saying that you know TDU fucked Ron Kerry and all the rest. Why do people say that? Well, I don't I don't know the history of that about TDU messing up with Ron Carey because Ron, uh, Ron Carey was a reform slate, mm-hmm. and TDU is for reform slates. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think people like blame him, blame them for him getting convicted. No, like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't TDU. It was Hoffa because they couldn't beat him. So you know, when you try to beat somebody, you try to get the nasty stuff out of it. And, and you know, the sad part about this whole shit. That you know, you know, let him rest in peace. That, but he passed away before they they cleared all the charges. There was no yeah. no charges for him, and that's the type of you know added, that's the type of things that Hoffa and them do. Yeah. They, you know, and and guess who did it to to oh. Tim Sylvester, Eddie yeah. Viata, and his crew because they were doing the same thing that the, Hoffa did. Right. The Hoffa did, and guess what? Everybody got acquitted. Nothing was brought up, you know. They was they was chasing something. They were doing kangaroo court. They did everything fucking goddamn wrong, and that's why they're not in office anymore. Yeah. And you know, and everybody retired, and everybody left, and move out of state, you know. And they tried again this time around, and they didn't get what they wanted. They were looking for. They were looking for a free ride all over again in the hall, and then they didn't get it because of the members. The members uh, know what time it is, and they let them know. And the same thing that happened with Hoffa. You know, I'm glad that, that, that Sean O'Brien is going there and, and fixing that place up. He's firing a lot of people there. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a good thing. So I don't know how I don't know how he does it. I, like on Facebook, he's in a different state, like every every few days, like shaking hands with teamsters. Well, and- you know what? It's the beginning of the beginning. 
Yeah. Let's let's you know, I well, he's, now he's going to be stuck to a hole doing doing a lot of work. So we'll see. Exactly. But, you know, uh, Hoffa did not do that when he first got into office. He didn't go. Look, he went to a Seattle. He went to Seattle to help out on a strike in Seattle with the cement guys, the team the cement guys. Um, I believe he gave was it a million dollars? Yeah. Was it a million dollars? A million dollars for they can continue staying on the picket line and putting force on that company. And that's what you need because this is what the companies do. They they let you go. They they say, go ahead, go on strike. You want to go? We're going to keep you out until you have no more money in that uh, strike fund. So then you have to come back to work and without yeah. no contract. So, uh, you know, I guess Sean went over there and, you know, Here's a million dollars, you know, stay out there until you get what you deserve. So now the company's going to double, you know, they're going to think now, holy shit. Now you have Sean O'Brien bringing these guys to stay out there a little longer mm-hmm. with their company. Either either, either they strike a deal and, and they're not even asking for more money. They're just asking for the same amount of everybody else. Um, I, I just don't get what, what what it is, but I'm glad that Sean O'Brien took his time and Fred Zuckerman. I mean, we keep talking about Sean O'Brien, but Fred Zuckerman, you know, is 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 part of that team, and 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 you know, Fred Zuckerman is 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 believe me, is the rah rah for Sean O'Brien to make moves, and 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 I'm sure Sean O'Brien is not making moves without even talking to Fred Zuckerman. Yeah, with, with yeah both. well, you think about it, Fred had so much support when he first went up against Hoffa. Who knows how Sean would have done without Fred on his team because Fred has a lot of support around the country and he's known as a true reformer, whereas Sean, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, what do you call it? He's done away with that, with, with people calling him a Hoffa, sir, but he was. He was with Hoffa for so long. Fred was never with Hoffa. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. <clears throat> but, uh, I'm just glad that now they got sworn in and I like what Sean did right at the end of that video and says, let's get to work. And he's exactly, exactly what they did. They, as soon as they left there, they went into a executive board session and they started talking about what they're going to do or how they're going to do to get the membership back in, in, into play and screw all the, you know, there's a lot of locals out there that are doing some crazy shit right now. And I don't know why they even trying when they know they have they don't have Hopper there no more. They have Sean O'Brien there. So if you're if you're in the local and you're doing some crazy shit to um, not help out the members, you're you're going to get caught out there with Sean O'Brien because Sean O'Brien is not going to have that, especially Fred Zuckerman is not going to have that. And um, I want to congratulate also Sean O'Brien. He also resigned uh retired or resigned from the position of president of local 25 i don't know who's gonna be who is the local 25 president now and also uh fred zuckerman also resigned from his president in local 89 and i know it was al thompson or something that took me became the principal officer and which is right which is which is right to do because I, you know, him being the secretary of treasurer, president of local, like these guys did, like Hoffa and Hall, they kept their titles. They kept their salaries from those locals and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But did uh, he stepped down as um, he was the president of joint council as well. Right, Sean? Correct. Did he step down there or he's still going to be? I, I'm not. I'm not. Only I heard about was the local 25. Craig, Craig Wood. uh 
Craig uh, Kirkwood would know about all that. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have his number, so I couldn't pass him the the link to the Zoom, but he could go into the Union Power Radio page or group page, and he could link him from there. Anybody that wants to join in on the uh, Zoom uh, page. So, uh, yeah, so they they both went down on it. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. He said he did. He stepped down as joint counsel as well. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's only paying attention to the IBT, which is the great thing to do because he's got a lot of work with the IBT, especially with these uh, with all these corrupted locals that he has to look into. And I guarantee you guys, if you're the corrupted local, you better start fixing yourself. <laughs> you better start fixing yourself. So, Jamie, we were talking about that breakfast club real quick for the part-timers. So that was created back then, back when Chris Williams with 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 Tim and Kamal, whatever. I'm not I'm not sure when when they they were doing when it originally started, but I know when I was I was here about seven years. And I heard about it, and um, what's um, Jody Jody Kipping got me involved with it, so I came came there one time, and I guess been going ever since. But then it's it stopped. But I mean, we still was educating people, and then now it's finally back up and running. But I mean, it's it's all about having communication and speaking to each other and get, teaching people how to showing or rather showing people how to vote you know, how to mainly how to get involved. That's the main thing about it. Because a lot of people don't get involved and they don't read. No matter what, they could be in a Facebook group, they can be in a part of the union. They don't read, they don't want to get involved. I don't know why, but they just don't. But that's, yeah. it's all, especially now, contract time is coming up, you got to get involved. Somehow, some way, get involved. There's so many different avenues of getting involved or to get information and there's no excuse for it, not to get involved. It's none. So, but it's it's pretty good. It was pretty good today, though. How many came, Jamie? I saw pictures, but how many do you reckon was there? I, I mean, I don't know how many people, but it was it was a good amount. Yeah, a good amount. I know there was some full timers. Just in just do what Eddie Viata and uh, the the strong say. say, oh yeah, we had a hundred people. It was only five people there. Uh, just say a hundred people, whatever you know. I mean, it, it's, it looked like it was about 40, people, 40 part-timers probably there. Like 50, 40, like 50. 40. I know that it's not just part-timers. I guess it was, you know, the insiders, a lot of insider people that are full-time and part-time. So TDU is doing a free educational on April 10th, and you can register online on Facebook. You just It's a free course. They, uh, I, I encourage everyone because they do give uh, those courses in Chicago. So they're making it easy for you in New York City. If anyone wants to go, it's a free uh, educational course on April 10th. If you want to look into it, go to tdu.com, register. It's a free course. Uh, you get to meet other um, other members, other, other people involved with education, other Teamsters, if they come through to New York. Uh, but that's a one-day thing. Is a Sunday, April tenth, uh, Sunday or Saturday? April tenth. No, it's Sunday. Sunday, Sunday at nine thirty. Okay. It's a it's a <laughs> Sunday thing. Uh, your guys are all off. I mean, twenty-two floors that are listening. If you want to go into that free course, it's a good thing to learn about how your rights are and how to deal with a a crazy 
uh, supervisor. I know how to deal with them. I just tell them to shut the fuck up. But uh, <laughs> but that's that's not the course they're going to give you. But Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's tdu.org, not tdu.com. tdu.org. Uh, you can go there and register. It's free courses, uh, education on the contract. And uh, I, I suggest, you know, if if you don't like TDU or you don't, the education is good. Uh, you don't have to join the TDU membership to go and do that registration. If you do choose to, they are giving out your, they're giving that if you join as a member and the membership is not really that expensive. It's not expensive at all, actually. Uh, I think it's like, what is it, $35 for the year? Uh, Jamie, you remember, aren't you? Uh, it's $50 uh, for the year. Oh, it's $50 for the year, but that's for full-time. Correct? Part-time has different rates. Oh, really? You can find all that out on TDU.org, uh, how to get into the membership. Right now, they're giving now I, pins. I know during that day, they normally give a discount, too, on that day that you go during the, the conference. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was once a TDU member. I, no more me. Um, and everybody says, why? Why not? Why? That's another story. I was just told 55. That's another story. <laughs> but, uh, I was just told 55. Okay. Um, so they'll, they'll learn it on TDU.org. You can uh, register at the place if you go to the education uh workshops that's what they called and um is is pretty good because they do role play there and you know role play role play <laughs> role play uh some incidents that uh happen in the in in the office with a manager you know someone will play the manager someone will play the shops do it and you'll be there to you know, the other one plays the member and you play the shop steward to see how you represent him and how you go about things. So it's pretty good. It's on April tenth. It, it was pretty good the last time. Yeah, Kerwood it said it's fifty dollars really it's fifty dollars for full timers and twenty five dollars for part timers. So oh, nice. see that nice. Craig is good, but you know, he's not he can't get on Zoom. Uh it's a three year for a three year prescri- uh, prescri- uh, prescription is one hundred dollars. For yeah, three years. Like a year for free. Yeah. So uh, you can register at TDU.org. Also, they're going to be doing labor notes. Uh, we have a woman second meeting conference at the hall on April, April 3rd. 3rd. Right, April 3rd. And uh, this is this is what we do. This is what Vinny's doing. And this is what uh, IBT is doing is getting everybody involved to organize and organize Amazon. Amazon's a big uh, issue right now and because of the volume is down and you see that the company's doing a lot of layoffs here in local 804. And, you know, and we, we're, we're, we're responsible for that too. And I'm yeah. going to tell you because uh, guys, you know, these code 26 and code 45 is not, is not bueno in Spanish. It's no good. For you and for the pension. And I'm going to have to run it down. I mean, you guys got anything to say about that before I start running it down? What, How it affects the whole pension and how it affects you, how the, it affects the company doing what they're doing, and how it affects us when it comes down to contracts of 2023. You guys? Um, I think before we go into, like, Code 26 and Code 45s is what they're, they're coding them out as in my center for option no pay. Um, they haven't put a code 26 on anything because they're they're saying that it's an option no pay because they're texting the member and they're saying, I'll take off. 
Um, not only that, we also have guys going out there and doing, you know, 180 deliveries with 250 packages by six o'clock. I'm like, that's, I, I just got like, I'm not trying to blow anyone up spot. I'm, I just, gotta, just, don't, uh, just don't say no names. Just say, no, I'm, I wasn't going to say any names, um, but uh, my ring doorbell camera uh-huh. caught a guy parked on the wrong side of the street, jumped out the driver's side door, ran to my door, ran back to his truck, jumped in the driver's side door and then on again. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. This like, is... That's, that's another reason why we have, why we have 22 fours going on the inside and we have layoffs as well, because guys are just rushing to get home instead of getting on a nine five list and grieving it if they go over that nine five list. You're not only uh, rushing to get home, you're cutting corners. And when you cut corners, you know, you, you're thinking you're not going to get caught. You are going to get caught. And this is where the discipline is happening right now in our local. We're having a lot of discipline with no scans. Uh, and, and guys, listen to me very carefully. And I, and I explained to one of the guys why I should uh, uh, deliver a off route. When it's when he's in in somewhere else and he's got to go to another town, another borough, to do this, uh, and I said, do it. You send the message that you have the off route, scan the package, tell them that you're going to do it. Let them tell you that you're not going to do it. Let them come to the truck and pick up that package because you're going to get paid regardless. Because if you give them the package, it's called shuffling work. It's mm-hmm. called supervisors working. So if they come to you and say, even though you agreed to do this, to 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 do the off route in another borough, in, in you know another borough meaning in New York City, because you have, we have five boroughs: Brooklyn, Staten Island, Manhattan, Bronx, and Queens. Five boroughs. So if you're in a different borough, you know, it's a long time before you got to go. You got to go across a bridge to go, whatever the case may be, because we had an incident like that. So the driver calls, you know, tells me, listen, I didn't want to do it. Why? <laughs> Why? Why you didn't want to do it? If, if, the, if, the, if the company told you you're instructed to do it, then do it. Stop what you're doing. Take that trip to the next borough for one package. I guarantee you that they won't do it again. They won't tell you to do it again because that time that you took to go deliver that one package that was an off route might take an hour, might take an hour and 45. It depends on the traffic because you don't control the traffic. You control what you're driving. And I said, do it. I did it. I did it. And I keep telling everybody this is how I used to screw the company. Because they used to fucking, I used to have off routes all the time. And then, yes, I get pissed off that I have somebody else's work in my truck because the preloader, whatever, they didn't, back then they didn't have scanners, so they were just putting anything by mistake. You know, because they worked so goddamn hard, those preloaders. You can never br- blame the, pre- the preloader, the preloader, because they do four trucks and they do a lot more packages than a driver does. Four trucks. They're doing six trucks. Yeah, some of them are doing six trucks. So, you know, you can't blame, you know, we are humans. We are not robots. We are going to fucking screw up one way or the other. Everybody's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Jamie's not perfect. Joe's not perfect. And anyone in this call or on this uh, radio show is not perfect. Okay? We are human beings. We are allowed to make simple mistakes. But the company, those simple mistakes... Is critical for them 
is critical for them and they go after the membership because we're not robots. But let me tell you a little something. Robots make mistakes too. And robots right. don't, and they can't correct the, some of the mistakes. Okay. So anyway, that guy. Let me tell you something, mm-hmm. Hector. Mm-hmm. What, what, what I see guys doing, what members are doing by cutting corners. What they're doing is security or LP is going around filming and taking pictures of people leaving packages in their cab. People don't realize that. They can tell when you're going back and forth out of that cab door, out of the package door to get a package, and when you're coming back, they know when the door opens and when it closes. So if you're doing 20 stops and they don't see you riding a, rolling with a hand truck, your packages are somewhere, they're in that cab, and people are still doing it. I don't understand why. Leave the packages in the back of the package car. Why are you trying to leave it there and you're down a block? Matter of fact, some of them are even in buildings upstairs and packages are in their truck. It's a, oh my God, I, I just don't get it, man. You try to explain it, but they don't listen. So it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Yeah, it was at that moment when he knew he fucked up. And let me tell you something you're cutting corners to get home early, it just don't make any sense. You're there to do a job. You're there to get your, there for you the eight hours. Do your eight hours. I mean, don't run through the, through the. that's when you get caught up. You know, hit and runs. You know, you got to report every incident and accident that you have out there. You think you're going to get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. There's thousands of cameras out there. Maybe back then when they didn't have rings and they didn't have cameras in your house or bodegas didn't have cameras. Now everybody has a camera. Every everybody. single house has a camera. <laughs> you might look and see you don't see the camera. Is a fucking camera there? Believe Even me. The cards. Believe Even the cards me. There's a camera there. And let me tell you something. They are carrying cash. The company is carrying cash with them because once they see a a, cor- a corporate complaint or accident or whatever the case may be, a customer call, they're going to that house or the house next door with cash because, you know, some people they don't want strangers coming into your house to look at a video. They, let me tell you something. The company's saying, here's some cash. And who's not going to say, if I was the house next door and they were offering me $200 just to look at my my camera, I'm taking it. That's $200 for a couple of seconds. So it's that's what they're doing. They're walking around with cash, with the LP guys, and they're going to these houses and getting and obtaining the video that will get you line drawing investigation. I suggest that you or not suggest, I am telling you guys that if you hit a, if you hit a garbage can, Stop what you're doing. Call your supervisor. If you ran over a fucking dog that don't belong to you, don't belong, stop what you're doing and call a supervisor. Let them know that you were in an incident or accident and you are staying there until you get instructed by the supervisor to A, move, B, stay there until he comes there to investigate the accident. Don't leave because you are be, you'll be fired. You'll be discharged for unreported accident or incident. Believe me, this company right now is doing that right now because the volume is down. So anything they can get and, and, and fire people and, and lay off people, they're going to do it to cut their staff in. Remember, during the, the pandemic, they hired a lot of people. Now that the volume is down, now they freaking, now they're trying to cut, now they're trying to cut corners. But you're giving them the bullets to shoot. 
Yeah. That's what you're doing. Because yeah. they have an empty gun. And if you give you don't follow the methods and procedures and stop doing those shortcuts, you're gonna get caught by camera, by telematics. And listen, in our contract it says we can't get disciplined by telematics, right? All they have to do is catch you lying. Catch you lying, join investigation, and then they'll throw that telematics away because your your lie is not gonna fill in those gaps with the telematics. So to be honest with you, you got to be truthful. You got to be very truthful to everything that you go when you go in that office. There's no reason for you to lie. Listen, if you hit a car, there's no reason for you to run. There's no need for you not to even. It's an accident. That's why it's called an accident. Listen, it's an accident. If you stay there and report it just for a little thing, a little thing. You will, you won't lose your job. But if you say, fuck it, they won't find out and leave the scene of the accident unreported, a little thing, a garbage can, a, a, a fence, anything that doesn't belong to the company or yourself, and the customer call and says you did it, you will be terminated if you don't report it. That's why, guys, stay the fuck there. <laughs> You know they're paying you to stay there until the supervisor come and observe the the information the information that they're giving you. So just stay the fuck there. You won't lose your job. You got guys that would just hit a car or hit something, try to leave and say I'm gonna lose my job. Yes, you are gonna lose your job because you left the scene. But if you don't leave the scene and report it the right way and be honest, you ain't gonna lose your job. Believe me, me as a BA is real real hard to fight a lie. I can fight the truth, but it's real, real hard when they got filmed telling you, you fucking left the scene of the accident. You didn't report it. You hit that car. It's very fucking hard to prove when they have the evidence to show the the union that you was trying to deceive the company. You were leaving the scene of accident and you did an unreported accident. So you need to stay there. I, I, I encourage everyone any accident or incidents, and when I say incidents, because the garbage can is not your property, it's not their property. So if you hit the garbage can and dent the property, the owner's going to call and say that you hit it. And if you didn't report that, you're going to get fired for that fucking garbage can. For garbage. You're going to get fired for garbage. <laughs> what you guys got to say? What you guys got to say about that? <laughs> What you I mean, I, I I agree. I tell everybody the same thing. You hit something, just report it. Just, just pull over, call your shop steward, call a supervisor, report it. Get it on. Let them tell you what to do. Let the supervisor tell you what to do, and take it from there. Don't don't leave and then try to the next day report. It. Oh, what I forgot. No, stop. Pull over. Take it. Handle your business. Same thing with reporting injuries. You get injured. And I keep Report telling it. and I keep telling you guys out there, listen to me very carefully with the cell phones and calling and speaking to your supervisor for the cell phone. It doesn't benefit you to to answer the phone call of a supervisor. It benefits dumb. It benefits mm -hmm. dumb and I keep telling you in all my shows, if you ever went back, 
it benefits the company when they call you directly on your phone. It takes two seconds to call you to get an answer and to tell you what it is. Now, if the answer is wrong and you do what he said to you on the phone, there's no record of it. So when it comes down that you did something <laughs> wrong and you say, well, John told me, the supervisor told me to do it that way. John is going to be like, fuck this shit. I'm saving my job. I don't recall me telling you that. So have everything go down to the diet board. And anytime the supervisor tells you to sheet a package miss or sheet a package not in or whatever the case may be in the remark column on the right hand side, you put down who the hell said that because they can't erase that. They can't well, erase it's that. It's hard to do it now. It's hard to do that now. Um, to, with it? the new diets. Oh, I didn't see the new diets, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. But back then, oh. I it, the the remark column they can't erase it. Only LP could get into that, and they can't even erase them themselves. Yeah, and the remarks. Well, you, well, once you do it with the new diet, once you scan the package, you got to try to put a remark. But by the time you don't speak to somebody about whatever, you're already in a signature or whatever. You can't. I mean, to go back, you can erase everything. So it's hard now. So you know what I so did what use I, my phone for? I used to take pictures of what message they sent me because mm -hmm. they I, they can race. Believe me, they can they can do a lot of shit. So I used to take pictures of the uh, of the die board of the message they sent me, and and I used to take pictures of the message that I good. sent them, and back and forth. Listen, it takes them a long time. That's why they want to call you guys. Uh, they want to call you guys directly on your cell phones. You don't want them to call you on their cell phone. It's, 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 they don't pay your phone bill. Mm -mm. So they shouldn't be using your phone to get in contact. And that's where a lot of guys get caught up on a lot of stuff here because they answer the phone call. They're buddy-buddy with the supervisor. Why not pick up the phone call? And then when it's time for you to get disciplined, guess what? Your buddy-buddy is not going to be your buddy-buddy no more because he's got to defend his job because mm. he told you to do something and you did it now. He ain't going to fucking come out and say, yeah, I did tell him that. There ain't no supervisor that's going to defend you before they defend their job. Remember that. They are not your friends. I don't give a shit if you go have beer with them. I don't give a shit if you're doing his sister. I don't give a shit that you were in the family. They are not your friends when it comes down to discipline. They will take you out and you'll be like the, the you'll be the dumbest motherfucker right there looking like a dumb fool. Like I trusted him. You don't trust him. You don't trust the supervisors. They are not your friend. You trust the union. That's who you got to trust and I get involved that. in the union. You know, these guys, they do a lot of stupid shit, man. I mean, it's, it's now and now in local way to four is critical because these guys are really you're giving it to them. They're, the members are giving it to them. They, you know, follow the methods and procedures. You will be okay. Be honest of what you say. You'll be okay. You have a union that will back you up. As soon as you say the truth, it's nothing they can do. They will try to get you to lie during investigation because that's the only thing they're going to try to do. And they're not no experts on who's a liar and who's not a liar. They're not no experts, but they just want to see that your, your story. And we have an article for that now. We have an article 12 for that that says, you know, if you set something here, there's something there. The company's doing so many things right now is unfucking, is is unlabor-like. Because right now they're doing a low-level hearing 
And they're not even calling the BAs for the second hearing for the 72. They they are telling the center managers to deal with it and 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 give them the discipline at the with at that at the second level, which is should be the BA and labor label. And and this is this is what they're doing right now. They're cutting course. They 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 wanna they wanna discharge everyone. Everything is a discharge. There's no more uh warning letter one day two three days five days they going straight for discharge because right now they are down they are down on low on on volume so they're gonna wanna down dis- on volume over on drivers but like i said we give it to them the members give it to them how much how much um would you say in grievances was paid out last year hector a whole lot let's say over a million yeah, definitely. Over just a million. just Plus, with Lou Barbone alone. Just by Lou Barbone. Just by Frank Whaley. You know, and then you got Ju- Lou Barbone, you have Scott Damone, you have uh, Tommy Oliver, which is doing a killing. He was, but not no more, because what's happening now is that... Labor doesn't want to talk. <laughs> listen, listen to me very careful. We had a, a, you know, I can't talk about the name, but I can talk about the situation. Hmm. When... We had a guy on the panel that had thousands, oh yeah, thousands, yeah, of grievances. Let me get you. Let me get you guys straight on grievances. Yeah. If you're gonna write a grievance, make sure you're writing the grievance for the right course. If you have a supervisor working, write the grievance for the supervisor working. Don't and make sure the supervisor is there <laughs> working. Yeah. Thing. Because you cannot write a grievance just because someone told you to write it and then they wind up to be the supervisor wasn't there. It's an official form. That's, yes. A grievance is an official form That's and can correct. be used as a, as a, as a, uh, a point of dishonesty. That's correct. So, so when you write a grievance, make sure that you're writing the grievance. Listen, the way the grievance procedure goes with a supervisor working on a belt and I tell all my guys this, approach the supervisor, mm-hmm. ask him, why is he working? I'm ready to get on the belt. I'm ready to get on the clock. Do you want me to get on the clock? Because you're working. His reaction is probably going to say no, and he's going to continue working. That's an easy grievance for you. It's an mm-hmm. easy pay grievance. You attempted to ask him why he's working, and you ask him to get you on the clock, and he refused to put you on the clock, and he continues working. That's an easy grievance. He's, he's going to say two things to you when you ask him those, those questions. He's going to say, uh, yes, get on the clock and start making money. Yes. Or they're going to, he's going to say no. And then he's going to continue working, doing his thing. And you have, you're going to get paid regardless. There's no need for you to falsify anything because like I said, inside the facility, there's also cameras. So if you put in agreements for two hours <laughs> and the camera shows that he only worked for 15 minutes, this is a problem. There's a problem. Listen, I always, when I do shuffling work grievances, when I was back in, when I was a package driver and a shop steward, when I did uh, shuffling, I put in an hour because I don't know how long it took him to get to me. I don't know how long it took to get to the other driver to drop off the package. So I put in an hour and let me tell you something. I used to get paid for the hour. I didn't put in five hours because I know it's not going to take five hours to get to uh, the next 
uh, situation. And guys do that. They say, ah, I'm going to grieve five hours. No, you're not, you, that's, not, you, you, that's not what it is, bro. You got to – the company sees that as a, a tool to get you for line drawing a legal document. Believe it or not, if you don't think so, a grievance is a legal document in our union and in this company. Okay? So whatever you put there is a legal document. Anything that you put there will be used against you in the court of law. That's how they say it. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure when you write grievances that you write for the right cause, the truth, and whatever it is. Okay? You have to be right on point because if, if you wasn't there, you got someone told you that, oh, John, the supervisor, was working last night from 12 to 3, and then you write agreements from 12 to 3, and then you come to find out that John wasn't even working that day, and you put in agreements for that day, you're, you're, you're falsifying a legal document. Yeah. Okay? So, lesson learned with the grievances. What's up, James? A lesson learned, but a hard lesson learned. It's, it's a very hard lesson learned because, you know, the company is already doing some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. So you, when they see that you in this, and I'm I'm, I'm saying I, this guy put in doubt. I couldn't believe how yeah. much. Yeah, fifty, sixty a week. I don't. I couldn't believe how much grievances this guy was putting in. He's a good union guy. He thought he was doing the right thing, but can't do stuff like that. And and you know. <laughs> It was just, I, I was amazed because, you know, I, I normally don't, that day I had a panel case myself uh, for an unreported accident. So my case was next, but I went into that case in the beginning and, and what I was hearing, I mean, Scott DeMond put in a, a, a good case. Uh, the Q&A was on point, but, you know, there was a lot of fucking grievances that they picked out particularly. They picked out out of out of the thousand grievances. They picked out twenty nine. Yeah, and out but of those twenty nines, everything. If those twenty nine got paid out, that's theft. Yes, you know, unfortunately, they wasn't even paid out. No, th- no, thank- thankfully, because it could have been worse. Yes, it could have been worse. I mean, I mean, it, it, the worst was the worst. He got his 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 discharge was upheld. That's something mm-hmm. that you know. Uh, Vinny and Scott, you know, they they went after they went to try to do the best they can. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, the 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 case that Scott put together and his team and, and Pete and Lou was a real it had me, you know, like yeah. holy shit, that's a great they I I'm and the problem was it was a new arbitrator. Oh, okay. And the arbitrator don't know the system between the company and the union. And he's getting used to, but he's reading the contract book and he's going by what the contract says. And uh, it was a, it was a, it was a good, it was a good case to listen to. Mm. Um, but uh, we, the, the arbitrator, wind up uh, making the decision because the uh, the executive board couldn't come to. They came to a deadlock yeah. to see they can bring the guy back on uh, time serve or whatever some other lengthy i mean little uh discipline and they came to a deadlock and when it comes to a deadlock the arbitrator makes the last ruling like i remember the arbitrator is 
is not on any other side. He's not on the company side. He's not on the union side. He listens to both sides of the com- of the just like in a courtroom, both sides. And then if if the company don't come to an agreement as an executive session, then he makes the ruling of what he heard from both sides. Yeah. And that ruling will be the final ruling. If the yeah. arbitrator makes the ruling, it is what it is. That's what it is. He, either A, he could say, give him time, serve, and put him back to work, or B, upheld the discharge and you're gone. Yeah, the reason I was um the reason I was asking you about the grievances and how many, how much you guys paid out last year, if you think about it, the company lost 1.3 million on the United Way. They lost let's say over a million on um, grievances guys got to be careful. Eh? If, if, if the union's doing their job and holding the company accountable, then, you know, I just sat in on, on, on a, on an office thing with a member who just purely falsified records. And it's like, you stand there and you go, I said to him outside of the office, I was like, you gave them everything. If this was poker, they have all the chips mm-hmm. and we have nothing because gotcha. you, you just put yourself in this position. So, you know, we're holding them accountable, which is what we want the union to do as members. And then we're doing the wrong thing. Like you say, we're not firemen. We can't put out fires. Exactly. We are not firemen. We are union members, just like you are. We are, we have representatives, you have the BAs, you have your shop steward and the, the shop stewards are the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you know you're in that office and that shop steward did everything possible not to get to the next level, then <clears> he did his job. But the problem is you have to cooperate and help your, your uh, shop steward because you mm-hmm. have to be truthful to your shop steward because your shop steward is going to believe you 110%. Your BA is going to believe you 110%. Okay? Yep. So you got to be truthful to the first low level here, which is your shop steward. That's where it starts from. You be tell them everything. Don't hold back. Tell them exactly what happened, pin by pin, yep. what happened. Because he has a better chance to either A, because they're not going to get you for lying during investigation, and B, he's got a better chance to work out something in that low-level hearing. Now, if you know you did something, you're not going to get crucified by saying the truth. You're not going to get, they're not going to put you on the wall and have gunshots ready to shoot you down. Stop worrying about that. You have a union to represent you. The live, the, the, the cat has nine lives, correct? Mm-hmm. A union member has a little bit more than nine lives. If you do the right thing and say what you actually did, if you start yeah. to lie, your life, you, if you had 10 lives, your life just went down to one because you yep. started lying. They are going to do everything in their power, the company, to catch you on that line, to look for video, to make you be the worst driver in the world, that you don't belong in that company. And this is what the company does. You can have 30 years on the job and never got in trouble, never, ever, ever, ever got in trouble or never got caught. And then that one time, the company's going to say that you were the worst driver they ever had to deal with. That's how they represent. That's how they're going to say to the arbitrator that you was the worst of the worst of the worst, even though you gave them 30 years of no discipline. So you have to be honest. Your first step, a, a a drug addicted person 
okay, when he's going to admit to his his habit, that's his first step, admitting to your habit. And our step is admitting to the truth the first time around with your shop steward, okay? Because you, if if the shop steward can handle it on that low level, level level hearing and get you a warning letter, or even whatever how bad the situation is that is critical that you could lose your job and you work out a deal or he works out a deal for a day suspension, you know the the only way the shop steward could work out that situation like that is because you're honest, you're honest. But when you start lying to the shop steward and you start lying to the company, shit is going to come out. You're going to be caught up on it. And then at the end, when you lose your job, you're going to say, shit, I should have said the fuck. I should have said the truth. But it's too late now. So I'm asking that everyone tell the truth of when you go into that office. They're not going to kill you. They're not going to take away a leg. They're not going to take away an ear. You 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 gotta just be truthful to the situation. Whatever happened happens. You let the suit the if the shop steward can't handle at the low level hearing, you better be sure that the BA is gonna fight even harder when it gets to his level because now everything is out. They can't get you, and that's what the company does. They try to get you to lie, and then they put you on a non-working seventy-two. But if they can't get you to lie, they're still gonna put you on a working seventy-two. And if you're working and you're on that 72, that means they don't have much. They only have you to tell the lie. And if they have you telling the lie, then they got you. But if they don't have you telling the lie, then you're going to be good. You're going to get a slap on the hand and say, continue working and stop doing what you're doing and let's move on. And I always tell every member... That the people, when I when it comes to me, that, you know, the company is not firing you. I'm not firing you. The guy in the mirror is firing you. And that guy in the mirror is you. So if you give them the bullet to shoot, they're going to shoot. Mm-hmm. If you don't give them that bullet, they're not going to shoot. They don't have anything to shoot. You know, you have guys here that's been here for numbers and numerous of years, years and years and years and years, that knows the system back in the day ups uh you i'm sorry the company is not technically in advance like now back then they had paper if you guys didn't know everything that you wrote you took the label all you put it on it was old school no electronics no tracking devices no nothing people was taking back then two hour lunch breaks because there was no record you can't they couldn't find you now with the technology they have everything looking and catching you out there like i said the the uh, contract says we can't they can't get disciplined with telematics so they can't discipline you so now what they're going to do is try to get you to lie during that investigation so and then they say all right we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you to. Uh, we're gonna discharge you because of the the line joint investigation. And the reason that I bring this up right now is because we're we're going through that here in local eight hundred four. We're going through a lot of disciplines, a lot of discharges for stupid shit. Stupid shit that you guys are doing out there is really really stupid. I look at it and I'm like, wow. 
And a lot of guys are taking off on cold 26, cold 45, because maybe they don't want to get caught out there when they want to rush home. And you're, you're, this is all this falls into our contract. All this that's happening right now with you going home and not coming in to work, it all falls into our contract, believe it or not. Because, you know, you have guys that have 30 years that are about to retire. They worked for the guys on behind them. The guys behind them are working for the guys behind them. And the guys behind them is working for the guys, you guys. So it's, it's all a... A domino. So if you, at a 22-4 or a new driver with less than two years, uh, is 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 saying, I don't want to work today. I'm going to see if they're over. I'm going to stay home. You're affecting not only the pension, you're affecting the guys that comes behind you. So how will you feel if the guys in front of you are doing what they're doing to you and then when you're ready to retire, the pension is then is no longer there. So you did you, your 25 years and now the pension is not there because the guys before you was taking all those cold 26. And it's embarrassing and it's, and it's a shame that the company will put it out there that, you know, they save five point one million dollars because of cold 26. And that's crazy. Those are, that's money that should have been in the pension. The contribution starts when you come into the uh, to the to the building and start to work. That's when the comp- the everything goes into your pension. Guys think, oh, it's another day off. I don't have to deal with them. No, you're you're fucking it up for everybody. You're fucking it up for the contract because if we go up to the contract and say we want more schedule, we want more optional days, we want more sick days, we want more vacation time. They're gonna, the company's going to say, they're going to come with this big-ass file and it says, why? Your guys are taking off. Your guys are working during your vacation. You guys are, you know, it's a guy that's working one time, uh, once a week out of five. You know, we, Ron Carey fought for that, you know, five days, we five-day work week, 40 hours. You have to come in. And it kills me. And I'm on a rampage now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it kills me when a guy is trying to make book the 40 days and comes to oh, they're not making me book. They're not gonna make me book. Oh man, they 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 laid me off a couple of days here. I can't wait till I make book. What are you waiting to make book for? So you can fucking go home whenever the fuck you want to and fuck up my fucking pension. And I and I and I go crazy when I see the guy that uh begging oh i can't wait to make book to be in the union i can't wait i can't wait and then when they get to the union and they're in the union they fuck the union yeah and that pisses me the fuck off and it's got to be a fucking goddamn way i wish there was a goddamn way to deal with people like that members like that i wish it was a a a, a way that we could take away their union card they do all of that to make book, and then they they once they make book, they go every everything is against what the union is about. They load their truck in the morning. They run their lunch. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Not only is crazy because they don't come to any union meetings. Nope. They don't get involved in any union. But I guarantee you, let them be called into that office, 
And I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you straight up, and I'm not gonna name any names, but I guarantee you, I seen grown men cry. <laughs> I seen grown man crying when they about to lose their job. Shut the fuck up. So anyway, so you, I seen grown man crying because now their mortgage, their car payment. They're nice, you know, everything is going to go down for one stupid shit. And then all of a sudden the union is the best, your best friend, your best friend should be the union. As soon as you step into that, excuse me, as soon as you step into that building ready to, uh, uh, to receive a union paid job, a middle-class job, because we are middle-class, you know, that, uh, you, the company, the drivers, you members, and the twenty two fours don't have that vision, but we, you know, the drivers make a lot of money. They make a good salary. Uh, I'm, I'm the first one to contest that. You know, I put three kids through college. I mean, I was broke for a little bit, but you know what? They, this is good. You know, it's a good career. It's a hard career. It's not an easy job. You know, it's, it's not a. Good- a- it's a good career because like, listen, take someone like me that like, uh, I don't really have any, especially in America, I have no education. I don't even have a GED when it comes to American education. In June, I'm going to be making $40 an hour. Exactly. You know I mean? It's, 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 it's a great job, but going back to these, these guys that, you know, uh, what bothers me the most is when these guys go into the office, they've, they've completely fucked up. They lie in the office and then they get, thrown out the door and then let's say scott lou pete you you come in you save their job you don't let them go to panel they come back and they do exactly the same thing they, same were doing. Thing. they don't learn it's just that you, listen me i was the type of person if i messed up and you this is this is if i do this again i'm done i'm mm-hmm. not gonna do it again you're not gonna go if if you go down a bridge and it was a hole in the bridge and you fall down and you survive that. Will you go back around and fucking get on the same bridge to do the goddamn same thing to try to survive again? No, you won't do it. If you're going down the road, you know, why would you do the same shit as your job? If you get, if you got caught with it, they, they slapped your hand and tell you, listen, big, fix the behavior or else. You should take that very serious. You should think about your kids. You should think about the house. You should think about this, that if you're going to go down that same route again, that you know you're going to lose it again. And believe me, I've seen guys that lost this job that depended a lot on it, and they're in rough times right now because they lost their job for stupid shit. They lost their house. They lost their car. They lost a lot of shit, and you and guys think that, you know, this this job, you know, a lot of people don't know what uh, the uh, a driver makes, you know, they think that this is one of the lowest paid jobs out there. But once once they realize how much a driver makes, they'd be like, holy sh- in shock, like, holy shit. How the hell? I, I went four years in college. I'm not even making that money. You know, you have a you have a career. You have a good paying job. And the only thing you have to do is keep it. Follow the methods and procedures. If you don't know, ax. That's what I tell all the guys. If you feel that you have to question yourself out there, if you have to question how to deliver that package, if you have to question 
should I make a left turn or a right turn? If you have to question, if you have to go down that street because it's a narrow street, if you have to question yourself, you call, call somebody. Call somebody and let them guide you the right direction that when it does happen and it does win, it does go down, that you call that supervisor and that supervisor told you, I'm instructing you to go down that row. I'm instructing you to sheet that package this way. I'm instructing you to make a left. I'm instructing you to make a right. If you have a doubt, if, when in doubt, because they tell you that, when in doubt, call somebody. Call management. I Listen, I used it to my advantage when I was first came a driver in 07. I was like, I didn't give a shit. I just wanted a job back then. I didn't care about who's going to represent me. I just wanted a job. But the, what happened was I was making a lot of careless mistakes. Not only I was making a lot of careless mistakes, because now I have a union that wasn't representing me, I, too. And, and you know, you, you get guys like that, that they feel that they're not being representative the right way. And that's some locals. Not in this local. This local, we have probably the best BAs out there. And I'm not saying it because I'm a freaking BA. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, you have some good BAs out there. You have... Scott DeMond, you have Tommy Oliver, you have Lou Babon, you got Raul Molestina, you have Lawrence Grant. You have good BAs out there that will represent in this local, 804. And I know in other locals, they have some guys that just taking the salary and working with management, and, and I got that. But you know what? We have now Sean O'Brien, and Sean O'Brien is going to see that and he's going to see it, and you guys, those guys that are hiding behind and hiding shit and not taking care of the members, you, you heard the oath earlier today, how you must represent the members. You are here. The members put you there. The members, you represent the members. The members put me in this position. I'm going to represent, represent, uh, represent the members to uh, the fullest extent of the bylaws, okay? And I do it. And I know a lot of BAs in our local do the same thing because the members are the ones that put you in office and those are the members that you got to represent. Simple here's, as that. Here's my only problem with this is because you have, let's say we have now Local 804, some of the best business agents in, in let's say, in the country. We have Sean O'Brien, Fred Zuckerman leading the way. We're gung-ho. Let's go. We have some of the best shop stewards in Local 804. And then we can't get members to come in on time, come to work, come dress properly. <laughs> you know, I just, it just, it just bothers me so much. It does. And, it, and it, it's a responsibility. It's a freaking responsibility. It, you don't understand that you have a responsibility. You have a career now. You don't have a McDonald's job. You don't have a, a, uh, a Wendy's job, a Taco Bell job. You have a career and if you can't get up on in the morning time, this is the this is the bad part about the whole thing, that the guys that are, uh, are, are coming in late, uh, you know, they have an attendance problem and they feel that, no, I don't have an attendance problem. You do have an attendance problem and the company has the right to bring it up to you. Now, the company's been doing because of the pandemic, been not even uh, 
paying attention to the attendance problems. Now that the volume is down and now they can get you on attendance, they're going to pull you in the office for attendance. They're going to pull you for all the latenesses that you did back then. They're going to pull you in the latenesses that you're doing now. They're going to pull you for no no call, no show. They're going to pull you in for how many sick times you took off. They're going to pull you in now, and that's where they're going to start the process on your attendance. They're going to give you a warning letter. After the warning letter, if your attendance don't fix, if you, within the physical year, your attendance still going down here, they're going to give you a one-day suspension. From a one-day suspension, your attendance kill still going down. It's going to go to a three-day suspension. And a lot of people are mistaking of how the sick days work. The sick days go by physical year, okay? Physical year. Not because when your days, new days come in on May 1st, everything gets clear and you have 11 days to take off again. That's where the mistake is happening at. And let me explain to you how your attendants work, please. So the attendants are a physical year. So today is March 27th. I decided I wanted to call out sick, okay? So I called out sick on March 27th. So next year, March 27th, this day that I took off today rolls off your attendance, Okay. So it stays in your attendance the whole time for the whole physical year, that this day that you took off. So now, so May is, is around the corner. So we're in March now. May's around the corner. I already have seven days off within the March to May, okay? I have seven days that I took off as sick days or call-ins. So that's my physical year. So right, those seven days are going to follow me into the following year. Even though May is coming before the following year and you get a new set of days, doesn't mean that those seven days get cleared up. Those days don't get cleared up. It continues to roll for the physical year. So after you get your new days and you start taking off, it becomes an attendance problem. So a lot of guys get confused about that, that they think it gets cleared off. It rolls in 12 calendar year. That's correct, uh, that's the correct Rich. Rich Polakowski. So that's where a lot of guys get confused. But wait a minute, I just got my days. How am I attendance problem? Because you took off 10 days before May 1st, and you still have those 10 days shown in your attendance, and the rest of the days that you, now that you want to use a day off from your new batch of of, of money, uh, you know, OPHs and, and well, OPH doesn't go to your to your attendance, uh, which the sick days goes into your attendance. So you take sick days, you use all your OPHs because you, you know you could use them. It doesn't go towards your attendance, and then you start using your sick days, and then that goes from the 10 that you started, it goes, it carries on to the next, to the next, to the next. And that's what becomes an attendance problem. Uh, another attendance problem that becomes is your latenesses, okay? If you're scheduled for 9 o'clock, and you're not a cover driver, you're a route driver, and you're scheduled for 9 o'clock, you should be ready, punched in, ready to go at 9 o'clock, ready in uniform at 9 o'clock. Strolling in at 9.05, 9.10 because you don't have to pick and you're a route driver, that becomes an attendance problem for your latenesses. Now, cover drivers, if you're there and you know you're there and the 
company and the managers or the supervisors see you there and you don't pick a route to 9, 10, you make sure at the end of the day you go to the OMS to make sure that they clocked you in at 9 o'clock that you was there because they will see that you punched in the board at 9.15 and they'll put you down as a lateness at 9.15. So your job is to make sure at the OMS at the end of the night when you come in that they put in the right time. They put in. They saying they can't do that now. They did that back in the days. Do you know well, anything? Well, heck, uh-huh. heck, I'm not sure if they're doing it in the centers that you represent, but in our center, everybody has a board. There's plenty of boards for everybody, cover drivers, everybody. So now when you come in, everybody has to punch in before their start time or at their start time. So there's really no reason that you're late unless something is wrong with the diet. Well, well, what's ha- well I don't know. Maybe it's in, I don't know why it's not happening in, in, in my part of town. But what happens is when a guy, a cover driver, this is what I was going crazy with because I say, of course, they're going to be put in late because they can't take a cover. They can't take a board yet because. Whatever route they pick, they got to go to the OMS afterwards with a board, and the OMS has got to bring in the Ed at that point. It's not like the Ed's already in the board anymore. No, now, now, yeah, we punch the guy at in, and once we pick the route, you can let the OMS know what route it is, and they send the Ed to your board. But your board is already punched in. Like I said, I don't know if it's in your building, but in yeah, our we're, building, we're the same that's as you, Jamie. We're the same uh-huh. as you. We don't even. We, we're the same as you. We don't even tell the OMS. That's the manager's problem. We right, pick the routes, right. and then they just release the ed in the order that we've picked everything. Right. So, it, so we, so we in the north, the board in before I start time. So yeah. in the north, they having the guys pick the route, go get the board, and then go to the OMS so they could put the their the name ed, on the route, the ed on the on on the board. They're That's not doing it. They're not doing it that way. No, no. That's weird no, we, to me. We, that that's we weird to me. Like, like I'm a cover driver. I come in. Well, my board. I have. A, I have a board. My own board. And I punch it in. Everybody has their own board with their name on it. So you punch it in, and you can just leave it there. And then, if you have a route, it, your it comes to your route. But if you don't, if you're a cover driver. Once you pick the route, they have to go in the computer and put your name on that route. And the route automatically just comes to your board, but your your board is already punched in before your start time. Yeah, us too. Yeah, well, then there's, then there's a problem up in North then because they don't have enough boards. And yeah, now not only know, right. not only that, the batteries are running out on these boards. We just had a situation up north that uh, uh, a driver for 27 years just got put on. Uh, he was supposed to be put on non-working 72, but they put he was put on a working 72. Because of the fact that when he went to scan his last package, his board died, you know. And so what he's going to do, he's going to he came back to the center. He got a new board and then he sheeted the package. He tried. He attempted it. But the problem was he was a not in. But by the time he went to sheet up the package, the board died. They don't have these, the you know, in other places they have, you know, charges, charging system in the trucks. They don't have charging system in the truck. You know, it's a billion, it's a $10 billion profit company. They could put 
freaking chargers in the truck, but they don't want to put chargers in the truck because you know why? Because and then the the, the members are gonna charge their phone, you know, nothing convenient, no AC, no charging system. We can't make it convenient, but we could put cameras to watch your ass, pick your nose. But but a situation like that, Hector, they tell you if, if something like that happens, to come back to the building, charge your board a little bit or whatever, and then sheet it up in the building or whatever. So Kerwish says that with the new system, everyone can punch in and any board and the uh, route will go to the ID. Okay. I, I don't know. But what's what's happening is that um, that a lot of people, that's what it comes with their attendance problems, that, you know, a couple of drivers, and especially the new 22-4s that don't know any better, uh, they would get accepted you know oh, i was here but you know they put me down as late because i punched in 20 minutes later and then it becomes a tenant's problem but i always every time i go in the office i always ask are you a cover or a route driver if you're a cover i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna hammer them because they they owe you money because then we'll start adding up shit they owe you fucking money so let's fucking fuck i'll fuck with them and say you know you are stealing from the members by not putting in the right time. If you saw the member there at ten at nine o'clock and you letting this happen to nine fifteen and now you want to bring him in the office because he's late all these times because you guys fucked up, now you're stealing from the fucking member. And, and now now something that's going on with the new boys is even though you're punching in, you think you're punching in, you have to wait. Or even punching out, you have to wait till it actually does it because Sometimes it doesn't have service. It just keep doing that rebooting sign. And you think you punched in because you did all that. And it just keeps circling and circling. Next thing you know, you ain't even punched in. You don't even realize it. So the so new so the new the new diet boys, do they uh take your lunch and they time you when you put in lunch? Do they time the hour that you're supposed to they won't let you touch the board? Yeah, you could you could put it in whenever you you could put it in. So it's the same way from before. Like in California, yeah. they they have uh time so if you punch out at 12 o'clock your board does a countdown from 12 o'clock to one o'clock and you won't be able to do you know touch the board which i think is a great idea for those guys that run through their lunch right. and you know and then uh oh you know listen guys the company is gonna love the fact that you're giving them the numbers you're giving them but once you fuck up once you fuck up that one fucking time that you fuck up that's going to be your career for that one yeah. time. Do oh, the right thing. No. <laughs> uh -huh. Do the right thing and and take your your hour lunch like you're supposed to. All right. You, in the contract, it states in our contract supplement says states that you should be completed your, your lunch from the hours of 12 and 3. And I keep telling you guys this. You guys, the they use the contract against us. Once you fucking fuck up. So if the contract says in the supplement says that you take it from 12 to three, you should be finished with your lunch at three. But you decide, fuck it. I, I got it. I'm going to keep rolling. I'm going to take lunch at four and five. OK, so this is what could happen. It could be good for you. Right. Because you're giving them their numbers and you, nothing happened. But if something happens between four and five. Four and five, they're going to use the contract against you. They're going to use your contract against yourself because they're going to say, 
Well, it wouldn't have happened if you would have took lunch all right, between the hours of 12 and 3. This would, we would not have been in this situation because then. And then you're thinking that you're doing yourself a favor. You're falsifying documents when you put in lunch and you're working through it. Okay, so you're falsifying documents right there. They won't use it against you because it's showing them good numbers. The investors are happy. But if you fuck up within that hour, <laughs> and I laugh about it because this is the stupidest shit ever that you could you could give to the company. You know, like I said, you give the bullet to the company. They have an empty gun waiting to shoot, and they shooting to kill. They're not shooting to injure. They're shooting you to kill you because as soon as that little one thing happens, between that time that something was sheeted wrong or you hit something or a customer complained within that time that you should have been at lunch, they can't, they, oh, well, you put down you were at lunch, so now you're falsifying documents. Now you're, 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 uh, you're doing the number. You're 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 fixing the numbers now by working through lunch and all that shit. And then they put you on on OJS. OJS. <laughs> Isn't that a fucking nice letters? OJS. OJS is for them to observe you to see what kind of numbers that you they want you to do. Uh, OJS, you could be at a 17 stops per hour. By the time you finish OJS, you'll be at 20 stops an hour because they're going to make you, they're going to show you the way they want you to do it to be at 20 stops an hour. So then they can, there comes that lunch. That comes that lunch. All right. So here, no, as a matter of fact, let's do a better example. Before the OJS, they got you at 22 stops an hour. And the reason they got you at 22 stops an hour because you're working through your lunch. And you're giving them more stops an hour. So now they want to OJS you. Now they want to bring your 22 stops an hour to 25 stops an hour. And how are you going to do that when you're taking lunch with them? You're not. And then they're going to question why you were at 22 and now you're going down to 10. I mean to 7 or whatever, 17. You have to explain it. They're going to explain it for you, though. They're going to say, oh, this is why. Because you work through your lunch, you were falsifying documents, blah, 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 blah. So now the cold seat became a hot seat. And who put yourself in that situation? You did. You. <laughs> you did. And then you're going to go home. That that you said. And you're going to go home and tell them, I'm being pressured now. Oh my God, I'm being pressured. But if you only stuck to your guns from the beginning and took your lunch and did the right thing and gave them the numbers, that they expecting from you and not be the 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 king of the of going home at three o'clock in the afternoon and under eight hours or right at eight hours. If you were only did that in the beginning, you wouldn't be stressed out or in anything. You won't be going to your wife and said, the job is stressing me. I don't know what to do. I think they're gonna fire me. You don't need that pressure. You don't need that pressure to bring it home. Okay, because, you know, your job is to punch out, go enjoy your family. Don't worry about the company. Don't worry about the job because you did the right thing. You did the right job. You went home now. Relax. Enjoy your kids. Have dinner. Get ready for the next day. That's what you should be doing when you leave the job. But no, now you're stressed when you leave the job because now you're thinking, what have you been doing and how bad it is now that they're pressuring you to do things? So now 
it becomes a problem from the job to your house because you're going to bring that problem to your house. And guess what happens when, and, and let me tell you something, here in this company, the, the, it's a high rate of divorces here. There's no more police department. It's, it's the drivers now. It's the company now. Because now you're bringing that stress to your house. And you think your wife wants to have that stress? You think your kids want to hear that you're stressed at work? It's a stressful thing. How, why would you want to bring that stress to your house? Okay? So how you don't bring that stress to your house is by doing your job the right way, punching out, and just forget about the job to the next day. But we're not doing that. We're not can doing I that. speak about them OJSs? Go ahead. Speak about them. Every, from what I'm, what I'm saying, everyone is going to be OJS eventually. Mm-hmm. They just going on the truck with everybody. 22 fours, everybody. Cover drivers. They just going on the truck with you, I guess, to some to put pressure on them. But the main thing is they're not supposed to assist you in any way. And a lot of people don't understand that. When they bring you in to review your OJS, you have to speak up. Tell tell your shop stewards what's what happened on the OJS. Don't be afraid. Because once they leave, y'all leave the office, you can't bring it up. Don't bring it up two months later. Now when they're harassing you, so to speak, as to why you're doing 20 stops an hour on the OJS, but now we're not with you, you're doing 10 stops. Oh, because you know, no, you should have. You have to bring it up when they review in your OJS. Don't be afraid to bring up any and everything what they were doing on the route to assist you, holding the elevator, pressing the elevator, calling the the customers, whatever. Bring it up. Don't be afraid. Exactly. You know, so you and can- another an, another thing on the opposite side of that, Jamie. <clears throat> Stop saying management is harassing you because you're getting beat the shit out of on an OJS. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the wrong thing all day out there, and then all of a sudden management gets in the truck with you and they're kicking the shit out of you, that's because you're doing the wrong thing every day. And we haven't had OJSs in, what, two and a half years? We haven't had OJSs. Management's been busy either working and getting grieved or moving off routes. And now management really has nothing to do. So now they're out watching people. They're out OJSing people. And all of a sudden, everyone wants to throw out the word harassment when it's like they're just in the truck with you. Actually, I'm not here to defend management, but he's saying he was just sat next to you and, and watching the way you work. And now you're up to 23 stops an hour. Why? Because you were chatting to the girl. All the t- like for 20 minutes every day before that, or you were chatting to this, that, and the other, or you were just not doing your job, or you were stopping for a snack all the time. Well, you're right. Like I'm back- okay with- if you want to say you're being harassed and you are being harassed, I'll defend you all day long. But if you want to say, oh, they're harassing me, why? Well, 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 he told me to sort my truck. Oh, okay, well, what, what's harassment about that? Oh, he told me to move a little faster. All right, we can talk about that, but. Was it because you were, you know, chilling out, doing nothing, talking to some chick? So a lot of people are getting beat right now because they're so used. They, they've been doing things the wrong way for all of COVID, getting away with shit. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, now I got to do my job again. I'm sorry. And that's what it is, is, is that you're so used to doing your route. And I get it. Listen, when you're a route driver, you do it the best for you. That what makes it works out for you. Mm-hmm. But if you cut corners 
and then you get you you you, you know the first thing they did, if you put a red flag on you anything then you're going to get old jazz they're going to look for you because you have in previous times that you've been delivering to this one time this 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 one company or whatever the case one package and it took you three seconds to do the delivery back and forth. And all of a sudden, that same stop, you're doing 10 minutes now for that one package. That draws a red flag, okay? That's where you where they start looking and seeing where your gap's at. Now they start looking not only at that one particular spot, they look at other gaps. They see other gaps, one package, 15 minutes, one, two, three packages, driver release. 10 minutes those that draw you to your red flags what you need to do is follow the methods and procedures and do the delivery how you've been doing it because those little gaps brings the red flag out that brings you to get ojs okay well well now you have a lot of that especially with these newsboy because once you do one stop by the time you get to the next stop you got to reboot the whole thing because it's dumb trolls. <laughs> what do you mean? The new boys, they, they, they freeze up every five minutes. <laughs> so how long does it take to reboot? It takes about five minutes. <laughs> you know, the best thing to do, like Kurt like, uh, uh, would just said, you know, take notes, especially in right. OJS, but you could take notes before the OJS. Right. Before the OJS. Because I used to take, I started taking notes drawing me uh, being a package driver because the fact is that my even though the board tells you how many clerk pieces you have at the end of the night that you should be bringing to a clerk five you know it, it i don't never believe the computer i always believe what i because i was getting caught with that you know i used to have five clerk uh pieces and i used to bring four and then in at the end of the night i said wait a minute did i have five or four and then that fourth, that that one that I leave behind, it becomes a problem for me, because now the supervisor or the clerk finds it as a G two, tells and you know the clerks and you can't blame the clerks, man. Everybody, you know, the drivers saying, oh, they ratting on, they're not ratting on you, they got to do their job as a clerk because if they don't do their job to report those G two, then they get disciplined, and they're not gonna go down for your job you have to do your job and take all those clerk pieces out make sure you scan every goddamn piece and make sure they show you in the methods and procedures you divide your senegans on one side your clerk on the other side and you make sure that every package if you go out with 229 packages you should have 229 scan packages on your diet board Look at your daily your your driver recap your your di um I'm sorry your your daily. driver's manifest every morning. It's gonna tell you how many pieces that you're taking out. It should be two hundred. It's never right though, because by the time you right. finish, at the end of the night, you started with two hundred and thirty-two pieces, and it winds up to be that you have two hundred and seventy-five pieces. And just like your stops, it says one hundred and two stops. You wind up doing 115 stops. But the 115 stops comes because you didn't follow the methods and procedures also. Because you're probably scanning a package twice at a, at a you know, the computer. No. The computer might count it as a one stop and it's three stops. No, a lot of that comes from, especially with, with, with buildings yeah. or with apartments where there's 
three, three, three floors or more where each customer is getting a package and the the, the edge system is not they're recording it as one stop. But yeah. if you have a package for one A, two B, three C, you got multiple stops in that building, but they're counting that as one stop. So now you, you can't see them all together because they're different stops and different people. Amazon lockers too create a lot more stops than yeah. yeah. So much to change. So, oh, I, I, the, I, I haven't been in package for else. four years, so <laughs> so yeah. must have... tell you something else. They have the company has a um what's called a report about an unproductive stop. If you go to the bathroom, you, you get a, a go buy a bottle of water, coffee. That's that's considered an unproductive stop to them. So. <laughs> So now during OJ yesterday, they have unproductive stops. That is so fucking stupid because, you know, we are humans. We have to go to the bathroom. I don't, you know, me. We're not humans. And let me tell you, 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 you cover drivers are, that are going to get OJS. You have the right as a cover driver not to pick the same goddamn route when you're being OJS. <laughs> you have the, they think that you, because you're being OJS, that you have to take the same route every day. There no, you pick the different route. Listen. Listen, I picked the worst of the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you have that right as a cover driver to pick a different route when you're being OJS. I, I, I seen one guy. He was smart ass. I, you know, he was good. He did. He knew what he was doing. And he said, Hector, relax. I got this. And he picked the route every day. So it gives you different numbers in different areas. And, you know, the, the OJS won't never work. But they, that's the company trying to put pressure on you to do work better. But they will catch you with methods and procedures, meaning how do you get out of your three, your getting out of the truck? How do you park? How do you tuck in your mirrors? They'll get you for all that stuff, but they can't get you for production because you're doing three different routes as a, a cover driver. So Joey asks, what's a G2? G2 is a is a list of, of clerk that... The clerks at night, uh, they get a list of clerk works that should have been they should have had that should have been that that should have been in their system that they should have scanned and they don't get it, so they get a list and so they got to go looking for those uh, G two those uh, those um, those packages, packages on, on your truck. So if you f you didn't take it off your truck and gave it to a clerk, the clerk got to go there. He's got to go into the truck. He's got to look for that package. They got to look. If they're not in the truck, they got to look on the belt and see if you threw it on the belt accidentally. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, that's what they're saying is accidentally that you throw a package on the belt. But uh, your, your company thinks differently. The company thinks that you deceiving the company by, you know, not letting that package get to the clerk. So the clerk's got to come with a report of that package, which is the G2 report. At the end of the night, either A, they found it in your car and they scanned it and they put found in car. And that's when you, the next day, be coming into the office because you did not do your your methods and procedures by taking that package out. So you had to have a clerk go into that and do extra work and to go into that package to get that package when then it could be sheeted the right way for the end of the night. And everybody is happy, no miss lows, no nothing. But you as a driver must make sure that you take all your packages out of the vehicle and all your scan and make sure you scan all your packages. That's your job as a driver. 
So everyone comes up to me and says, oh, the clerks are, are, are ratting me out. No, they're doing their job because if they don't do their job, that means that they get disciplined. And you and for, let me tell you, if I was a clerk, I'm not going to get disciplined for you what you've done. Okay. Or didn't do. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to get disciplined for that. I'm not going to lose my livelihood because you decided, fuck it. I'm not going to pick that. I'm not going to bring that package out. Do yourself a favor at the end of the night or during the day and back of the info notice, write down how many clerk pieces you have. Not, you know, uh, no apartment, uh, not in three, or you write them down. And then at the end of the night, you say, all right, I got seven boxes that I got to bring to the clerk, and I'm going to count seven boxes to bring to the clerk. Well, the diet tells you that now. It does, but some guys and don't even do the tracking numbers. The, listen, but some guys don't look at the diet board. They just bring whatever they, whatever they put aside for the clerk, and they just take it. They don't do the but count. You have to do that. You have to do that now in order to punch out. You have to press the clerk pieces. You have to press clerk, and it pops up. You can't. You can't just punch out anymore. Really? You have to go into the yeah. You really? Have to go into the clerk. Yeah. So I don't understand that then. If 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 they if the tool is there for you not to forget, why are you still forgetting? I I don't get it. It's a, it says clerk list. So what you, so what you're saying? It. So what you're saying with the new diet system that if the, it won't let you punch out unless it shows unless you, you open you open that it's like a stop. It's actually like a stop unless you open it and close it. It won't let you punch out. So, so it will tell you it, all the tracking numbers and everything. Right. So it will tell you that you have seven clerk pieces to bring to the clerk. Yeah. yeah so the and the tracking so numbers. There you got it. It's right. I mean, come on. It can't be a five-year-old could do this. Really. Really. Again, you can't, you can't there's no reason. There's no the reason number. for you to leave, excuse me, a clerk piece in the truck when you have the tools that they're giving you to complete your job and you still because this is happening right now in up and in the north i mean it's happening i had a guy like, that just listen they wanted to walk him because he was previously like you said before remember when you know you 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 help him on that one situation to fix that situation and don't happen again but here we are again at the same situation the same situation was flagging a package a lot of people don't know what that means flagging means that you're not at front of the place where you're supposed to sheet the package and you're either a 10 blocks away five blocks away two blocks away around the corner away you're but you're not in front of that uh, at that address all, all back in the building all back in the building that's one of the worst parts of being back yeah. in the building <laughs> Um, but if you're not in front of that place and you're shooting that not in, get ready, get ready because that's called flagging or no such number. Exactly. Because you don't want to go because you want to go home. It's nine o'clock at night. Now you got this one delivery 10 blocks away. If I sheeted that they're not home here, I just go home and I, and I save money. No, you save, you save time, but you don't save your job. Yeah, <laughs> because that one, that one mistake, that one lazy fucking mistake, and I call it a lazy mistake, 
I don't even think you can call it a mistake because it's on purpose. Exactly. Well, I call it laziness then. Yeah. That laziness you that you don't want to drive 10 blocks to deliver that one box. Uh, it's going to cost you your job. And it's, it's, it's the stupidest thing to lose your job for. I've seen 10 blocks, Hector. 10. Try, try one block. Even yeah. one block. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt 10 blocks. But one block, even one block, just to go there and and attempt that package is is crazy and also you know if you think you're getting over by driving in front of the place and not stepping out of the truck and putting that in because you don't want to go up and deal with the customer that's another bad bad no bueno i call it no bueno there's no bueno for you because cameras are cameras are all over the place they're going to see that you didn't even attempt it you deceived the company you're lying during investigation you'll be fired for six seconds that I we, we took you to go there, ring the doorbell, do the proper procedures. Six seconds would have ruined you. Listen, I seen people use the meter cards for 60 cents. 60 cents on a Saturday. 60 cents. Meter card that don't belong to you because you're not working on Sundays. You're putting in the meter card. I mean, on, on Saturday, you, you, you're putting in, you're using the company meter card to park your car when you're off for 60 cents, 27 years down the down, down the drain because of 60 cents. Well, how do you explain that to your wife? Wow. You make over $100,000 a year, <laughs> 60 cents is pennies on a dollar. I mean, it's pennies. Why would you do that? The stupid things that you could do to lose this job. And this job is a hard working, is a hard fucking job. I'm gonna tell you, it's hard. It's a hard job. It's a it's a it's a hard job. It's a physical you know hard it's, it's, job. It's, it really hope. is. But you know what? It's is a good paying job. Yes. It lets you live the life that you didn't have when you were living in your mother's room. You know, and she was paying the rent. Now you're on your own. You have a mortgage. You have kids. You have a car. You have your weekends off. You're enjoying your middle class job. But that one little error that you think that you're getting over of a company that's been in business for 100 and what, 17, 120 years? Anybody knows? How many years? I, I lost count after 100 um but they've been in business for a long time and they not they haven't been in business for hundreds of years 115 or 17 i don't know how much but uh because they they the dumbest company in the world they're not every technology is going to come up they coming up with new ideas new stuff to better the system better to to impress the investors because this is all about investors Okay, the investors see that this company is going downhill with a certain thing. They're going to start bailing out. But if the investors see that you doing your job, the job is getting done, the customers are happy and all that shit, they're going to fucking continue investing in this company. And that's why they got 10 point whatever billion dollars of profit of this company. And this new CEO, she's she's cutting a lot of corners and she's not cutting the, She's not trying to cut the corners from the labor department, you know, from the labor acts, but she's cutting the corners from the top management people. We had three uh, uh, ops manager here in this district. They all got divided. Some one went to California, one went to Boston, 
And there's one hanging around, which is uh, uh, an ops manager that they they just they cut down on HR. March 31st, they're cutting down those part-time LP guys. So oh, she's, wow. she's yeah, the, the part-time LP guys are getting cut down on March 31st. Wow. So, I, I, I knew that was going to happen. So now those guys that come in in the morning part-time to grab those high values, now be careful now because now those high values are going to be in your truck. Without that part-time LP putting a red tape on it and saying that's a high value. So we, as, as, as a union, we have to make sure that they teach us the right pro proper procedures of how that high value is going to get into your hands or into that truck without you even signing for it. This is what well, I'm could hearing. Could that be the reason why I've been getting a lot of, uh, for the past, for the, like the past month, we're getting a lot of do not release high value, do this to high value. I've been getting a lot of messages about high yeah, values. Listen, yeah, if you don't know how to handle right? a high value uh, thing when you pick it up from a customer, the customers has to have a letter stating that this is a high value. You have to sign off on it. They have to sign off on it that you are now taking in control of that high value. No, we're talking about when you deliver a package. Now, sometimes on the board, it comes up. Did you follow proper high value procedures? High value and it's just really? a regular ground piece. Really? Yeah. That was loaded in your truck. So do, what do you do? I mean, do you take the information you down? Do you, I mean, but do you, you take, finish. you have to take the information down just to cover yourself. Yeah. And you need to call LP or, or your supervisor at that point when you get that message because listen any if if let's say you follow all the procedures that you're supposed to follow as per the diet board but you still don't know if you did follow the right procedures so i would call a supervisor and tell them, listen this this uh thing came up on my diet board it's a high value but it's a ground so i'm just letting you know that i spoke to you about it, if it disappears and you know, and I and whatever happens. That, that's mainly for the that's mainly for the people that release everything. Yeah, they're trying nice. to stop. They don't want you to make sure that you know that you do have a high value on your truck. Don't release it. Yeah, I haven't that's, had that situation up north, so I don't know if uh, if it's even happening. Because people are releasing high values and not, not realizing you're not supposed to release a high value. Yeah, that and short post pieces that are commercial. They want you to release it, but if you don't get, if you, you can't CIR it, and if you don't get a commercial, if you don't get a signature for it, um, it says, please leave the package. And it's like, nope. Really? Yeah. It's telling you on the board to leave the package? On, uh, with short post, yes. Wow. Even if it's a commercial. Well, that's crazy. The, you, you, I, and I was told by a supervisor, UPS does not care about short post. Listen, I, I, I must have been... I, I, I haven't been off the truck 15 years, but I've been off the truck for three and a half years now. And a lot of new things are happening because, you know, when I go out to when I go to do my my rounds at nighttime to a local sort. Uh, just recently, I was at a, a clerk station and I see everybody bringing phones to the clerk. And I'm saying, why are you bringing the phone to the clerk now? So the clerk has to re zap it that he got it. And puts it in a little basket 
and then they do the count at the end of the night for all the phones, and then they get put back on the belt for redelivery. It's not in one. It's going to go back on the belt. So now instead of putting it in your non you know, not in one area, they t- making you take it off the truck to bring it to the clerk. Yep. And, so uh, I'm like, what the fuck? I, That's like double the work. Apple products can't be access points now. You're not allowed to access point an Apple product. It has to go back they to the still, They still send them to the access points. They still send them phones and Apple products. Yeah, we... we, we I we, thought we, they yeah. wasn't... I thought they couldn't go there no more, but they still go there. Really? Yeah. Well, there's a, it's a lot of things changing up. Uh, we have about uh, nine minutes left to uh, end this show. Anybody wants to talk about anything that we discuss or say anything different that we could uh, hurry up and talk about <laughs> real quick? I, I just, I just want to say, put your helmet on, buckle your chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely something that we need to talk about that uh you know it, it, the the vibe that the company's getting right now that sean o'brien is no is no nothing to deal with nothing to fuck with and we could be looking at a strike if if a lot of stuff don't come out that sean wants for the members and and get ready guys because it, it looks like it, it will happen i mean we had we had like we were thinking about that when Hoffa was in office, but Hoffa was a little bitch ass and didn't do it and wasn't man enough or had the balls to do it. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Sean has the balls to do it, which is great. We need those balls. We need those iron balls there. We need to show this company we mean business as Teamsters. We are 1.3 deep, and he's going to show the company that we have the balls fuck with him you're fucking with the wrong guy there's no more uh gift backs to the company there's no more uh please help me out on this situation there's no more of that you don't have half of there no more you don't have hall there no more you don't have dennis taylor there anymore which was another one that was giving the company whatever they want i was so fucking pissed and during the pandemic when he okay for people to violate our contract and work during their vacation. I was fucking so fucking tight with that shit. And you, the members, that shit is over with now. You have to take your vacation. It's in the contract to take your vacation. Fucking take your vacation. I don't understand that you fucking bitch about the whole year about how they fucking treat you how they fucking do this how you need to have time off and when it comes to your vacation you're fucking working your vacation do you make no fucking sense man you make no fucking sense the the contract in our contract states no work during vacation in the north I have a record of everybody that's on vacation, and I guarantee you I called the shop stewards on Friday to make sure these particular guys are off the following week. Because if I go there, and I already did, and one guy slipped through the fucking cracks, but he didn't slip through the cracks with me because I went there, saw him there, and I said, why are you here? He goes, oh, I switched my vacation. Sorry, did you get paid for it? Yes, bye-bye, have a good vacation, go enjoy yourself, but but nothing. And I told the supervisor, I said, you want to play this shit with me? Because the supervisor will do it and say, oh, yeah, uh, guess what? You forfeit everything when you're coming on vacation because if you have a route 
and you think you're going to sit on that route during a vacation, ain't happening with me. You know what's going to happen to you with me and you working during vacation? You're going to be, be the last one to pick. Okay? And you're going to get the fucking worst fucking route. You're going to regret that you came in during your vacation. I guarantee you that. So, and this is what you do to, you don't do it because you want to fucking fuck the member. You do it because if it's a contract that we have to abide by. If we don't abide by our own contract and we fuck up our own contract, what makes you think this company is not going to do the same shit? And then when it's time to grieve it, the company going to say, well, he violated it. Why can't we do it? And we're getting grief over this shit. So know your fucking contract and be a union member and do the same thing what, what uh, another union, a union member would do. And you won't have me telling you bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you from behind. Enjoy your fucking vacation because... Listen, I'll do, the, I'll do everything to make sure that you don't work that day. First of all, I make sure that you get the shittiest fucking route that is in, in that center. Second of all, I'm going to fuck the company by telling them they got to pay you time and a half all fucking goddamn day from the day you start. I hate doing it for you because you are violating my contract because you're making a side deal on Article 6, which is entering into a separate contract with a supervisor and... Second of all, if something happens between that fucking time that you slipped through the cracks and you worked on vacation and now you got you try to take a shortcut and you fucked up, I'll represent you. I'll represent you. Even though you fucked up and you violated my contract, I'll represent you because that's what I'm there to do. But you think you're going to get away by fucking entering into a separate contract with a fucking uh, supervisor because you want... To help them out, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I'm good. It says, I was feeling down and now just got me back in in track, bro. Uh, gracias. Uh, I don't know that. But anyway, what do you have? Anything to say, Joe Doherty? Did I say your no. last name right? Yeah, of course you do. So you got, um, any, so you got anything listen. to say before we close out here? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a strong e-board, a strong IBT, and we have a good membership. So I just want to, I just, for the people that think that they can deal with management and, and, and do all the things that you've talked about, no, no. We have the trifecta now. All we need is a strong e-board, a strong IBT, and a strong membership. And when it comes time for strike, they better be ready. Those guys that are making deals with management. Exactly. And start saving up your money because Sean O'Brien means business. Like he says, mm -hmm. put on your helmet, put on your tri uh, shim trap. What is it? The chim trap. Chim trap. I can't even say it. It's my English is not very good looking. Um, buckle up. Buckle up and get ready because he's going he's gonna to give it to them. The company is ready. Is ready for them. I mean, he's, they're not ready. They're not ready for what's going to happen right now. They always used to about, oh, fuck it, Hoffa's going to give it to us anyway. But there's no more Hoffa in office, no more Dennis Taylor. You have Vinny Perone as the East Coast pack, small package director. If guys don't know what that is, that is power to our contract as the director of the small package. So get ready. Start saving up money, $20 a week, $50 a week, whatever you want to do. 
If you have a problem with the 401k and you want to invest more, go on to uh, 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 Greg Kirkwood's page, which is uh, 401k, Teamsters 401k. He's got good stuff there that will help you. He helped me. He helped a bunch of people, 12,000 people, actually, because I think that's how many are in that site right there. And you see my T-shirt on YouTube. This is uh, the Union Power Radio. You see that? U-B-R, Power Radio. I do make my own T-shirts. And if you want to have a Union Power Radio, you can hit me up at unionpowerradio2280 at yahoo.com. And I can do an order, ship it to you, whatever the case may be. I just want to make sure that you guys understand that this radio is by the members, for the members. It's all about education educating you letting you know what's going on in the ibt in the local i'm sorry that i don't speak about other locals because i don't have a lot of information from other locals but i know a lot of locals out there uh, you have the power to call up or email us and tell us what's going on so you can get the message out there i know there's a local out there that's having crazy shit going on right now i think it's local 728 in the lanner uh but uh, if i get information i would like to put it out there if you have information you don't have to give your name you just got to give me what's going on and and i have to verify it also because i'm not just going to put any story out there and just go with the flow you know put shit on the, the wall and see if it sticks i would definitely check it out if you need to talk about it you want to get on the radio and talk about your situation. You don't have to give your name. You just, you just give up the situation that's happening to you out there. Anything that we could do to help. We have a lot of brothers and sisters here that will help, that have been there. Uh, one local 657 sucks as fuck. See, situations like that, you can get on the radio or you can email us and tell us what's going on. Anyway, I want to thank everyone. I don't want to thank... Uh, Tony Rosario, because he's doing the TDU thing somewhere out there. Uh, do you know what he's doing out there, Jamie? No, I had no idea. I know he was in Chicago. I thought he was. I figured it was a TDU thing because I seen Chicago, but I didn't. I'm not sure. This uh, this radio station ain't going nowhere. Even without Tony here, we're still gonna do the radio station. It's been going on. Tony is the main host, and Jamie is the main host. Jamie. Is sub is not even something to him. He's here. He made it. Uh, and thanks for Joe Doherty for coming in and staying with us the whole time as the co-host. And I want to appreciate that. And like I said, I can't. I'm not gonna say what he says. Put you in union. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Peace out, my brothers and sisters. I'll be putting this on podcast. If you missed the beginning of the show, good information. Education, education, education to make you a better Teamsters and to get you out of those, you know, those left flag situations. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening on a Sunday and we'll be back two weeks from now. I'm going on vacation. You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. All right, guys. Peace out and have a good week.
Union Power Radio, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.